This episode is in association with African Pilot Magazine. Subscribe to Africa's finest aviation magazine today. For more information, go to www.africanpilot.co.za. Hello, everybody. A very warm welcome to the Aviators South Africa. And in this episode, we are doing a discussion-based episode for a change. And we are talking about what the Biden-Harris administration means for U.S. and international aviation. Um, so the breaking news has just come out of... Um, um, the U.S. Um, just about a day ago, South African time, and it was that Joe Biden, um, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris um, have won the U.S. election. And so we thought, what a better opportunity to actually discuss the presidential policies um for aviation and transport infrastructure. So a quick disclaimer before we do continue. This is in no way going to become a political argument um, because while we are all entitled to our own views, the Aviators um, supports the, the movement and would like to welcome the new president and vice president um, and we would like to wish them the best of luck and um, hope that they can transform the US aviation industry and the country in general. But this is not necessarily our, this is our personal opinions on the story, but these are more statistically speaking rather than I like Trump or I like Biden for etc. So um, Thomas and Warwick, a very warm welcome to our virtual studio. So we're going to begin and we are referring um, to an article, a Kappa article from Kappa, um, uh, which was published late October saying titled the US presidential policies ignore aviation infrastructure. And what we are essentially going to be doing is um, comparing the aviation policies from President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris um, well, president-elect, rather, and our current president, Donald Trump, and um, vice president, um, Mike Pence. So we are going to begin, and a very key, a very key thing, um, which is part of the summary here, is um, so the U.S. presidential candidates set out their positions on infrastructure, but they but mostly they overlooked air transport. And this goes for um, Biden and Trump. Um, but another interesting thing, and this is a um, fact, is that 10% of America's jobs are transport related. So to have these presidential candidates um, set their positions on the infrastructure, but overlook air transport is actually quite weird because obviously they are aware um, they are aware that, sure, 10% of the U.S. jobs are transport-related. But for some reason, the aviation infrastructure kind of got um, a, a fly-past. Excuse the link to aviation over there. Um, but I'm going to go with Warwick, and I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think there's a specific reason that it's possible that both president, well, both candidates rather, um, opted to keep their heads down with what's going on aviation-wise because of the lack of COVID funding, etc. Yeah, 
Well, I definitely think that it's a possible, uh, it's a possibility, um, but I'm not really certain about um, why they would have done this and why would they would have wanted to. But it's definitely a possibility, Tom. I mean, I don't really have anything to say. I think there might be some reasons behind it uh, that we don't really know about. But to be honest, I, I just, yeah, I don't really know. I think that's a very fair point from both of you. And I'm really throwing us into the deep here because this is quite a difficult um, conversation and it's something that we normally don't cover. We don't look at ourselves as a political YouTube channel or podcast, but you know, it's quite critical in the age of COVID-19 that we do have, we have to see what these, well, what president elect Biden is going to do um, with aviation in general and transport. If we look at that. So another interesting thing here is that um, President-elect Joe Biden has more to say on aviation um, than President Trump. But um, interestingly, and I think that this is for the better, it's mainly wrapped up in environmental proposals. Um, And what's also interesting is they say that his real ambitions for the country could actually undermine domestic air travel. So that's definitely um, an issue when, you know, you're undermining domestic air travel for us as aviators. um, We obviously look at aviation and not much else, but this obviously a downturn in domestic aviation, even after COVID um, would be a catastrophe. But from an environmental standpoint, and currently we are looking at um, doing an environmental aviation documentary. So stay tuned for that. But um, it's really interesting that Joe Biden, um, President-elect Joe Biden and um, the rest of his team have really taken this climate crisis seriously. Um, and to Tom or Warwick, either of you, do you think that it's a good thing that there is more thought about the environmental crisis and how we link that to aviation, Thomas? Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really good thing. At least, I mean, someone's aware and uh, planning ahead for environmental concerns, and I really, I really think that's that's a great thing because, I mean, I mean, obviously, aviation isn't the most environmentally friendly uh, thing that's happened to the world, and so I think it's great that at least uh, there's a plan being made. Warren? Also, it's quite exciting to see a bit of environmental care, I guess, out of the U.S. with regards to um, aviation. Because as an example, we've seen a whole lot of European airlines and other airlines throughout the world who are implementing all these super, um, very unique environmental infrastructures in a way. And they're using many new technologies, many new systems to try and make aviation for them as environmental as possible. But to see something come out of the U.S. would be, I guess, quite, would be different. There hasn't been really anything in terms of environmental care for aviation coming out of the U.S. yet. So I think that's going to be a big step, Kabir. Yes, I think so. And I was recently looking at Aviation Alice, which is a really cool new aircraft concept, which is making its way. And a very well-known U.S. airline called Cape Air, which um, I actually know of, 
um, know well of is an airline that features sort of domestic, regional, short, short haul routes, um, island hopping in the US um, between Nantucket, Boston, and a few New York and a few other locations. And when we look at, apologies for the background noise, when we do look at environmental concern, Cape Air is the first airline from the US to have ordered this brand new Aviation Alice plane, which can take up to nine people, which is bigger than what they currently have by a couple of seats, but it's all electric. And they, Cape Air seems to think that they have the infrastructure to have, make that work and that the US is obviously going to start gearing up for that infrastructure. And I think from Cape Air, it's a very, very interesting and very, very clever move because, you know, this aircraft can last you into the future. Um, but what do you think about that, Tom? Well, I think, I think, it's, I think it's great that, I mean, even just that is really helping the environment to be honest but i mean there's always the concern of is electric really that much better um because i mean your electricity does have to come from somewhere and in a lot of places that does mean coming from coal which is obviously not the most environmentally friendly so i mean that if if there could be like a alternative way to create electricity then obviously um that would be much better but Compared to using fuel, is it really that much better, Kabir? So I've argued this point several times with many different people. And from a South African perspective, electric is cheaper. And for instance, if you do buy an electric car, for instance, and you have solar built in and you charge your car through solar or renewable energy source, it's great. But when we look also at aviation, the US has a much bigger percentage of renewable energy energy sources and I think that's something that Cape Air will have to do and the US government in particular will have to do not only to assist with the climate crisis but also assist with building the electric infrastructure is possibly to have electric generators that are renewable source um, at the airport so that when you are charging the plane it's a lot more effective but even when you look at coal the amount of coal used to charge that electric battery, statistically speaking, is much better than um, the amount of than the amount of fumes and um, carbon. Uh, you know, the amount of fumes coming from the aircraft going into the atmosphere. Warwick, I also think it's an interesting point because, I mean, Cape Air could they've got the potential now that they're using an electric aircraft. They've got the potential and. Currently, we reckon that they're going to be doing or getting more of these aircraft because just they're so economical and environmentally friendly. But what they can do is if their whole fleet almost consists of electric aircraft, it almost makes sense for them to order a, a whole range of renewable energy sources, such as um, solar panels, wind farms, or a wind um, turbine, with, and then you can put those into a wind farm. And that can all provide energy. And if KPA use these this for them specifically, they can essentially show in a way that they are charging all of their or not show but carry out the way that they're charging all of their aircraft with renewable energy, and that energy is not doing any damage when it's being used, it's like fuel. So I think this is a good take from them, and I think we're definitely going to see it from a few other airlines in the future. However, I'm not sure how soon we're going to see this anytime in South Africa. 
Um, yes, so we're going to shift over to another point, which is that the Biden administration is going to take a lot more hands-on approach to managing the virus, um, whereas the hands-off approach and philosophy adopted by the Trump administration. Now, while there are pros and cons to this, I think economically speaking with um, the aviation um, yeah, with the economic situation regarding aviation, as much as it's struggling, there's been no full lockdown in the US with the Trump administration. And airlines have been able to carry on at limited capacity and are making small profit margins and losses, but they are making something as opposed to sitting in another lockdown. And the Biden administration's plan is essentially to do um, state lockdowns. So in states where the virus is thriving, having these small intimate lockdowns within states, that would really cut off the aviation industry at the moment. And I'm going to move to Tom before we wrap up. What do you think? Uh, do you think that's a bad thing that it will be cutting off the aviation industry temporarily in certain states? Well, I think, I really think it, it kind of depends on the person. Everyone has their own opinion. Uh, personally, for me, I like, I, I would prefer, obviously, for the in interest of the aviation industry, the way Trump was handling it, where there was no real full lockdown. I mean, it was restricted aviation, but at least there was something, whereas the Biden administration would take more of a, a sort of, as you said, hands-on approach, and it would kind of really hinder the aviation industry as a whole, uh, because, as you know, they're not, really it's it, they're struggling to come back and yeah it's it's really just not looking too good for them and i don't think another lockdown will really help with their situation to be honest i also think that i mean in south africa they would also try and at one stage they were thinking about doing um a provincial lockdown considering or looking at different um, provinces which were struggling so i think the one reason why this wasn't really carried out that largely and in such a large scale is partially because of the complications. So even something much simpler than aviation, like, as in, I don't know, like a truck or something, which is transporting a load, then you've got to get various forms from each different province which you're traveling through to be able to, you know, get to your destination. And that means so much more complication. So many things can go wrong. There's so much more to look after in a way there's so much more to monitor that i think it could be a bit of a challenge and although the u.s is a much bigger country i think it could become a similar it could come out similarly um it could be up Thank you for that, Warwick, and that's totally true. And we've had a very interesting discussion and um, very insightful, insightful views from everyone, really. And Warwick's point is a very good point, is how strategically is this actually going to work? What is it going to cut off? Is aviation going to be cut off? And the truth is, with all of this and the handling, we'll have to see. But um, congratulations to the new president and vice president, and we will have to really wait and see how the aviation industry turns out in the US because at the moment it's a really dire situation. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Aviator South Africa. We'll see you next time on next week Sunday 3 p.m. South African time. Please stay safe, stay home. Together we can beat the coronavirus. Hashtag stay home South Africa. To find out more about the coronavirus, visit 
sacoronavirus.co.za for more information. There is also a WhatsApp support number at 0600-123-456. That is 0600-123-456. Stay safe, South Africa.